0: This is The Think Tank with Dr. Michael Neal talking about the major political, economic, and social issues of the week. The Think Tank, KTAR News on 923 FM and KTAR.com.
1: We are back here with political operatives Rick DeGraw and Chuck Coughlin and NPR Steve Goldstein with our 2022 annual predictions show. And uh, this crew was so successful in uh, reviewing 2021 here after the first of the year. They're back for more. Uh, it was a great show. They're hoping for very much the same. We're going to talk in the first half of the show about Arizona uh, specific predictions. And I wanted to start with. Uh, The Arizona legislature, Chuck, a dozen legislators have resigned. You gave me that figure. I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was that high. My question is, you've got a legislature. Both houses have a single Republican um, majority, uh, but a lot of changed faces. What's the net of all this? Does this do anything to change balance? you will
2: compound that. The speaker will be in his last year, and the president will be in her last year. So it's the year of the lobbyists, Mike. It's the year of the lobbyists because the institutional knowledge is there. Um, You're going to have new legislators looking for the bathrooms. You're going to have old grudges that are going to dominate other debates. Um, But it's people are going to help figure out a way out of the room. You know, you're going to have a ton of money on the table. And so that usually predicts a super long session. So those of us in that business uh, should be thinking about how to help the speaker and the president uh, towards the exit and figuring out how to resolve problems, which really isn't that hard if you – with a one-seat majority, but it, it it needs to be thought about. But it
1: will be – lobbyists will be helpful in getting this thing done. Now, Rick, you have been on the inside as a legislative staffer and uh, probably have a little
3: better insight than most of us as a result of that. Uh, what's your take? This is the first time I can remember where you've had that many uh, resignations, and you have both a speaker and a president that will be leaving. Uh, So everybody will be trying to uh, figure out who's going to be the next speaker and president. They'll be jockeying for votes. Confusion will reign. When confusion reigns, lobbyists win. Uh, because they don't have any, the the new legislators, as Chuck says, won't even know where to it's go. Just to helpful, that. Mike. I mean, come uh, on, Mike. What, what what's left? Right. Lobbyists <laughs> seem
1: to walked off with everything in the last session. Oh. We talked about sports betting and the like. What's more to League take? Of
3: cities and towns, big winner last time. Mm-hmm. Bill, billions <laughs> and billions of dollars that we spend as a state mm-hmm. uh, is there to be won. And believe me, lobbyists have no desire not to win it, and they will win it. Now, I I think a major factor in this will be Rusty Bowers. I think Karen Chan has sort of blown her lead uh, with the audit uh, issue. Rusty Bowers uh, still will wind up trying to be in the middle, trying not to be an evil person. He's smart, he's likable, uh, and he doesn't have anything else to lose right now. Steve, your take.
4: Institutional knowledge is a huge phrase. I'm glad we brought that up. But, Mike, I'm most intrigued by seeing of these 12 appointees, how many of them have that extra little bit of ambition Mm -hmm. and how many of them will get that ambition once they've tasted a little bit of the flavor of the legislature and think, you know – There are a lot of changes. Maybe I can get myself into some power here depending on how redistricting works. Am I going to be able to figure out a way to stay in the legislature? I want to see how ambitious some of those people are.
2: Well, and that's a historic problem because everybody wants to be a star in their first session and they forget the star of the legislature is figuring out how to get along with everybody else. And that's a a message that's lost on a
1: lot of uh, Twitter fests and social media and Facebook feeds. I want to ask you, Chuck, uh, there was almost the entire legislative agenda – Thrown out by the Arizona Supreme Court, uh, do you see any of those things uh, back as stand passable as standalone legislation? Oh, they'll try, but that that'll that. But th- with the ruling of the
2: court, the single subject ruling on the budget. Those will clearly be presented, and almost
1: all of them will clearly fail. And I assume the reason they were not standalone legislation is they weren't passable last time. As standalone. Well, right. they had, essentially, it meant in each case there was one Republican who objected. Right, and they wanted their issue rolled into the budget because that was
2: their contingency on the budget. So the way it will happen this time is there will be a bunch of bills that they will require to, to have floor votes on, and the Speaker and the President will have to do that, and those may fail. Mm-hmm. And and when they fail, they'll go, well, that's not part of the budget anymore.
1: You can't. That's you. You, you had your mm-hmm. shot. It didn't happen. Move on. I suppose you could do some log rolling. I'll vote for this if you vote for this. But that's a lot harder to do when it's not part of a package.
3: But it, you'll you'll still have people like Paul Boyer who will object to them. Uh, but you won't have Paul Boyer, right? Well, no, he'll he's, <laughs> there he's still in there. It. He's just oh, yeah. not running right. again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so all it takes is one. In either and, house. Well, right. you have, and, and they will have it.
2: You yeah. got, got Wenninger running for higher office. You got Michelle Udall running for higher office. You have other people down there that have higher aspirations that want to get back out on the campaign trail with a good story to tell. So there's a lot of competing influences in trying to get the, the show on the road as it, as it is. So the curtain drops a few days from now, and that will be fascinating.
1: Okay, want to move on to the 2022 elections. I want to ask about rising stars in either party. Let's start with the Republicans.
4: Well, I'm going to go with Stephen Richer, a name that came in with our review of 2021, mm-hmm. as someone who, even as the party is changing, which we've talked a lot about as well, Richer is a guy who is a young up-and-comer, and if the party evolves a little bit after 2022, away from... Trumpian, maybe
1: Stephen Richer's on the rise. He's, he's certainly somebody with a lot of credibility, but, but there was a big if there. Maybe, well, is, he, yeah, <laughs> maybe the credibility is not a good thing for him right now. I'm he, not sure. Yeah, I'm a mean, Republican. That, I mean, essentially, he's not a died-in-the-woods Trumpy, which seems to be the requirement right now. He
4: actually sounds like a Reagan Republican.
1: He Uh, he He self-identifies as a Reagan Republican, uh, and uh, you know, coming out of truly conservative think Mm -hmm. tanks, which, as Chuck has pointed out, the Republican Party is not anymore. Though they they use the rhetoric of conservatism, there's very little in there that is.
3: Rick, sadly enough, my Republican rising star is Carrie Lake. Uh, (laughs) She knows the media. She doesn't care about facts. She doesn't care what she says she knows how to say it short so that stupid people will understand it um and i think she's going to be much stronger than most other republicans statewide
2: all right i got ben toma who's the majority leader in the house right now probably the next speaker of the house actually did the budget last time it was his budget mm-hmm. uh that got through with paul boyer's help um and so very thoughtful uh northwest peoria uh republican conservative um, thoughtful, wants to learn all the time, and a very good guy who is trying to hold the, the Taliban caucus together.
1: Okay, we'll start with you, Chuck. Democratic rising star. I'm going to say of Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to say Kathy Hoffman. Um, amazing
2: mm-hmm. opportunity for her in this cycle. I know she just had a kid, um, so congratulations last year. Uh, but there's an amazing opportunity, given some of the issue matrixes that are going on here, for her to be a significantly important figure uh, in the discussion, uh, our current superintendent in education. You don't see her well, uh, you... yeah, not right away. I no. think she's got, she's running for re-election, but mm-hmm. that you know that'll be her term limit after that. But she has mm-hmm. a capability of being effective voice for public education.
3: I, I think Corey Woods is underrated and underappreciated. Corey right? Woods is mayor of Tempe. Mayor of Tempe. Um, I see him as a Democratic rising star, mm-hmm. somebody who's smart. Uh, answers quickly. I also think Lauren Kruby, uh who's at the lower end. Of, she's a Tempe City Councilwoman. Tempe City Councilwoman, but she's into renewable energy. She's into sustainability. Uh, I think she can ride that where other people aren't. Well, and she's running
2: for Corporation Commission. And she's
3: running for Corporation Commission, yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Mike, I'm going to go with someone who's already a star, but on the rise um, – well-renowned book that just came out. He wrote it with the guy who wrote American Sniper, and that's Ruben Gallego, who's getting more of his foreign policy bona fides or whatever. I would say he's he's already at the star level, who could take it up a notch.
2: Yeah, he's perfectly suited as you know, sort of the anti cisneros Republican Democratic guy. You know, that's sort of a feet Dem- uh, Hispanic Democrat. He's your blue-collar Democrat guy that actually could really counteract the success. Of the Republicans that have had with with, with the Democratic Party and think, some of recruiting
3: com- Hispanic votes, you and think he could have statewide appeal? Yes, and he, he's a combat veteran. Again, he's mm-hmm. quick. Um, he takes on issues. He's not afraid of things. And he's newly married with a new child.
4: His bio is great. He's got the Harvard and also serving Uh in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's uh, the Pete. If he wants to do it. Exactly. If he
4: wants to do it.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a moment with our star prognosticators talking further about the uh, predictions 2022 for Arizona when we return in the think tank.
0: The think tank. KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We are talking
1: 2022 political predictions with Rick DeGraw, Chuck Coughlin and Steve Goldstein. Steve, the Biden win in Arizona, the cinnamon win. Do you think we're really are we really purple or we just we will elect the right Democrat here and there? I think that is correct, Mike. To say
4: purple, I'm also watching redistricting again. I'll bring that up again. That is going to affect just how purple Arizona is. I think the best chance for Arizona to continue to move in that purple to blue area is if Carrie Lake wins the Republican nomination for governor, for example. We'll see who the Senate nominee, if it is someone like Jim Lehman or Peter Thiel's the guy backing Blake Masters if it's
1: someone like that I think that gives the Democrats more of a chance to make this purple to blue. And I uh, I'll I go to you Rick and we can incorporate the subject of redistricting. I'm looking at the way that's coming down and that's that's looking uh, like the last minute jerry rigs are increasingly republican.
3: Mm-hmm. That, and, and that's absolutely true. I was I was very saddened that these in the, in this last week They've been screwing around with the recommendation of the maps
1: and the and the maps started
3: out not so bad not so bad and not so bad uh, fair fair uh, you know but again that's politics
1: it's the last it's the last minute tinkering that right. takes a safe district and uh, yep. you know or takes a competitive district and makes it safe
3: and, and I would say at best Arizona is lavender uh, not purple, uh, very, very light shade of, I lavender. got my
1: colors. I'm a man. So I only have five colors, but uh, lavender, <laughs> does that mean it's a little bit more red than blue? Uh,
3: uh yes. I, and yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think you're talking about the ability of, uh, if Kerry Lake wins it, that gives the Democrats, I think a better chance. If, uh, Jim Lehman wins it, I think that gives the Democrats a better chance. Um, But, you know, then you get down into the AG's office and uh, you've got Chris Mays. And on the Republican side, I think you've got Tiffany Shedd as a possibility. Mm. Uh, You know, these are frightening people and it will make (laughs) Arizona worse than it is now. Chuck,
2: Arizona is not purple. Mm -hmm. It's burgundy. It's not red. It's not Trump red. It's not CNN or Fox News red. I don't think we're going to
4: have a Roy G. Biv
1: today. Chuck, (laughs) the change maybe is over the last 10 years is that we lean red, but unlike the last 10 years, we are now back in the position where we'll pick and choose and the right Democrat can win, which wasn't the case. Well, because
2: because both parties have gone extreme. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, you have uh, an electorate with a rising unaffiliated population- of twenty, you know, in this cycle, it's going to be about twenty-four percent of the electorate. But remember, in primaries, which primaries elect eighty percent of all candidates, win in the primary, so that dictates the narrative. And so you have uh, a uh, uh, you have an uncompetitive primary system, primary system that creates general elections that are meaningless in most in most instances. And so what what you end up with is a uh, an electorate looking for a narrative. And it can be provided by people like Cinema or Kelly, who say I'm an Arizonan, or it can be provided on the Republican side by uh, signaling more conservative values rather than more populist values.
1: OK, guys, rapid fire question, starting you w- with Chuck. Uh, Governor, give me the Republican nominee, the Democratic nominee and the victor. <laughs> God, uh, Republican nominee. Uh, You know,
2: Sam Salmon is catching uh, Lake, but I'm going to say at the end of the day, it's going to be Karen Taylor because she's got money for the race. Wow. So she's going to end up- Democrat and a victory then. Uh, Democrat victory. Uh, Hobbs is a wounded reindeer. Uh, and so I think you're going to have Marco Lopez or somebody else will get in the race.
3: Okay. I have to agree on the Democratic side. Um, I think you're going to have Marco Lopez or somebody who's not in the race yet- I think Kerry Lake is going to be the victor on the Republican side and I think um, somebody besides Kerry Lake will be the winner. Hmm. okay.
4: I'm going Karen Taylor Robson. I'm going to stake Katie Hobbs is going to stick with it because Stanton Woods hmm. they're not going to get in and Karen Taylor Robson's going to be the governor.
1: I saw uh Senator Lieberman speak the other day it was very impressive I mm-hmm. I would throw him in the he's very smart okay. he's very smart uh,
2: unfortunately he's a white male uh, in a Democratic uh, in a
1: party okay Senator <laughs> go to you
4: uh, again give me uh, re- I'm, I'm going with I'm going to go with Blake Masters uh, because Brnovich is so wounded and mm-hmm. I think Mark Kelly is going to be one of the few Democrats who does who has a good year
3: okay Jim Lehman and um, uh, I think Mark wins it mm-hmm.
1: Brnovich Kelly Kelly wins okay I think unanimity on Senator Kelly Kelly reelected in in state politics. We've tended to reelect our senators. Well, but it's a tough cycle. I mean, you're going to have a
2: eight percent Republican participation advantage. It's Mm -hmm. about 750,000 fewer voters in the than the last cycle. And so it will be a very close race. It will be much closer than he's
1: comfortable with. Okay, Chuck, to you. For Attorney General, give me a Republican, a Democrat, and a victor.
2: Uh, retired Supreme Court Justice Andrew Gould doing a really good job fundraising, very conservative. Uh, Chris Mays on the uh, Democratic side, very smart, very progressive, uh, an, an attack dog. Former, for um, former, former, and, Republican, yeah, former Republican. former Republican. Commission, very impressive. Um, uh, Andy Gould, uh, just because of the turnout in the cycle.
3: Mm-hmm. Chris Mays and Gould. Uh, Chris Mays wins. Hmm.
1: That would be an upset.
3: That would be an upset, but she's a stronger candidate because uh, she has she is a candidate. Gould mm. is a nice person. She has to
1: elevate that to uh, what, an election where people are voting for her and not just party.
2: Well, if right. she makes those health issues like the mm-hmm. ma- vaccine and, and and masks and those things and have him out of tune on that, that, that could help her. All course. right. I'm going to
4: go with Chris Mays against Tiffany Shedd, and I'm going to go with Tiffany Shedd because rural guns – Ran for Congress, got the nomination, has a little bit of experience there. Yeah. I'm going to say Chris
1: Mays ekes it out just because she's going to be a better overall general candidate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some 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 uh, points here for Chris Mays. Okay. Uh, long shot. In, oh, give me real quick. We'll do dead meat. Dead meat. Real quick. Tom O'Halloran. Just a name. A name. <laughs>
2: O'Halloran. Oh, that's, that's sad. Chucks, yes. nobody's dead meat in Arizona politics unless you have a <laughs>
1: conviction or an okay. indictment.
4: Even Five Symingtons back uh, in the news. Long people. shot
1: and sure thing, real quick.
4: Uh, all right, my long shot is that uh, two of the four uh, owners of Arizona sports teams will change, or will be in the process of changing by the end of 2022. Sure thing is that we're going to see many, many, many Democrats from Arizona enter the Biden administration because they're going to have such a bad year.
3: Okay, Rick? I think Governor Ducey has no future in politics. All, all right, right.
2: Your sure thing That's your a sure, that sounds That's like a sure, sure thing. thing.
3: <laughs> oh, You got a oh, long shot? Uh, long shot is Tiffany Shedd winning the Republican side. Okay, Chuck? Hobbs, long shot.
2: Uh, Adrian Fontes is your next uh, S- secretary of state. Sure thing. We'll be back with national
1: predictions after the break.
0: The Think Tank, KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We're
1: talking 22, 2022 national predictions with Rick DeGraw, Chuck Coughlin And uh, Steve Goldstein, and the question to you, Chuck, is we've got January 6th investigations going on right now. Tax issues in New York, election tampering in Georgia and elsewhere. Does anything take out Donald Trump as a dominating force in the Republican Party this year? Uh, No, but he won't run. He won't run. Um, he will
2: control the Republican Party. He will be paid enormous amounts of money by donors to not run and to pay him to to control the party and the One American Network and all that. But the Virginia election, as Steve alluded to earlier, is the path for Republicans. Don't attack Trump. Don't make Trump the issue. Make Try and steer the party but back get to him conservatism. <laughs> but
3: just pay him money to leave, the, leave everybody alone.
4: Hmm.
3: I think that's absolutely true. Trump is only in it for the money. He's only in it for himself. He could give a darn about anybody else, especially those people who so ardently support him. He wouldn't even have them in his in his uh, uh, golf courses. Um, if they paid. <laughs> if they, if they paid, they, he would. Uh, but I see him as a dominant negative force in American politics, sadly enough. And that makes Gosar and Biggs major players in the state of Arizona. And this,
1: I assume, though— I don't know. This happened in 2022. This feels more like a late 2023 kind Um, of move for him. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. It'll materialize. But, you know, he's not going to be he's going to be there. But Republicans knowing how to handle it will put him in the the background, let him ride the wave of Democratic angst and failure and say, you know, it's conservatives, it's Republicans, it's, you know, and narrate like the attack on public schools that young did or was able to do because of the democratic mistake make public schools pick issues where you can win but don't attack trump if you're a republican just leave him alone but who the can,
3: republicans think they can control trump still and they can't uh he's in control they're not in control and he may wind up getting to pick who is the republican nominee for president that might be his
1: conditions he gets to pick somebody
3: I don't know if he can put that as a condition, but his influence will be there. You know, I
4: think it's going to I think one thing that's going to backfire on him is not even he's going to retain the political power through 2022. I think he actually thinks he knows how to do media. And I say this as a media guy, he doesn't. He doesn't know how to do real media. He knows how to get up on the stump and say interesting things and be charismatic. But this network with Devin Nunes, former congressman, I think that thing's going to implode. And that's that's going to make him look more foolish than if he were just guesting on Fox News. I think that's going to backfire.
3: Yeah, but he'll be a, a he'll, oh, he'll, he'll make he'll, a billion he'll, dollars off of
4: it. Oh, absolutely! But will he influence politics while he's making a billion dollars and playing golf? That's well, where I think of that's the, of I really the think. two making a billion dollars may
1: be more important to I, him. T- well, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's always been obvious, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So, who can deliver that message? You think it's a, it's a collect Chuck, a collectivity of? Well, I think it's it's Ron
2: the head of the um, R- RNC. Um, and some of these governors uh, mm-hmm. that are getting elected, the path that was laid out by Yunkin, you know, we're, we'll, we'll play ball with you. We'll allow, you know, we're going to support this enterprise here. But w- we have to have flexibility to win because if it just is a race about you, we lose. And, I, and as long as you're paying him, um, which is literally may happen. I mean, there may be a group of very, very wealthy Hiram. folks who just literally pay him to stay out of the race. Mm-hmm. That's that's the status of American democracy today.
3: I mean, the question of whether will Liz Cheney survive reelection because she won't kowtow to Trump? I don't think so. Um, I don't think there are any other major Republicans that are going to stand up to Trump. That's my that's my next question. And to you, Steve.
1: Is there anybody in the Republican Party other than you know we got Liz, Ch- Liz Cheney, yeah. the retiring Adam Kinziger, who got Jerry uh, districted out of a out of a seat by the Democrats in Illinois because that's what everybody does. Uh, well, is there let's, anybody let's... on that list who will publicly stand up? Well, let's there? have a list of who has stood up to him, Mike.
4: Because I actually a few weeks ago I interviewed uh, a former lot of Senator formers. Jeff Flake. Yeah, former <laughs> Senator Jeff Flake and Ambassador Flake. Exactly, <laughs> Ambassador Flake now. As far as standing up to him in that sense no i'm gonna I'm gonna take a little wheel around mm-hmm. that. I'm very curious to watch what DeSantis does in Florida because DeSantis is definitely yeah. on the Trump train mm-hmm. but has enough of a bio himself where if he and he's and he's more conservative than youngkin is, so I'm curious to see whether he can sort of play it. but as far as standing up, I mean Liz Cheney standing up if Liz Cheney survives, it's because of we'll see how how her state works but well, because frankly. Dick Cheney among some Republicans is still respected. So I think that's how she survived. We saw Kinsinger Mm -hmm. take the gas pipe. I don't see anyone really directly standing up to survive.
2: Correct. Absolutely. The worst way to take on Trump is to make Trump the issue. The best way to take on Trump is to find issues that can speak to conservatism. Um, that meld sort of with his populism and actually win races as Yunkin did. Mm -hmm. So what are you for? Which has been a giant problem for Republicans to articulate and may be a problem as we talk further through the show as to how they – how they manifest themselves in 22. And just
3: to take off on that, I don't really believe, as Chuck says, that the, the, the Republicans are in a populist movement. I don't believe that. Populist, people that were populist in the past from Teddy Roosevelt on would would turn over in their grave to hear that, that Biggs and Gosar are, are populist. Well,
1: there's there's left populist and there's right populists. I mean, George Wallace was a populist okay uh, so there's yeah, just because more parties like the have, the, have their you know have their own strain um, uh, you know there's been frankly racist populist right. strain yeah. which is quite distinct from the progressive you know the Teddy Roosevelt and and the La Follette that, that uh, yeah, uh, strain of, it, it's grabbing a
2: populist idea at a time and manifesting itself particularly with the use of
1: media today into a uh, a governing narrative. OK, I want to go the Democrat here, uh, Rick. Uh, Joe Biden is down. Is he out?
3: No. Uh, I, I think, what does it take? Well, first of all, it's it's his He he's not even in the middle of his uh, uh, movement right now. I think that he's people are going to start to see what the infrastructure bill did. I think new bills uh, that are in the works can pass and will pass. It just takes a longer time to get Democrats to start stop arguing with themselves. Um, And I think he will wind up surviving this process. I don't think he'll run again. Uh, The question is whether there's anybody that will be able to stand in and get strong enough in a short period of time. As long
1: as he is in until he announces and unless he announces that he's not running, uh, it cuts the movement. Yes. for anybody else. Chuck, I th- I think there's several things that do argue that he's at a low point. First of all, a lot of presidents are low around this time. Um, but I-, I look at uh, the what's the hit on him? Well, gas prices are high. Well, that's going to fade. That's a, that's a supply problem. Uh, you look at the economy, which on objective measures is doing well. Afghanistan, as we talked about Earlier uh, in the in the show that we did in December was some horrible visuals. But, you know, that's that's gone. And that's old news, I think, very, very soon. Uh, and a, a infrastructure bill that is starting to deliver that is starting to deliver goods. All of that, that doesn't that doesn't make him uh, dominant. But I think it takes him out of the doldrums of late 2021. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I mean, uh, Bill Clinton made a great second uh, t- uh, term comeback, uh, second half of term comeback. Given the polarization of the electorate today, if the Republicans gain both houses, he can blame them for not getting stuff done as inflation comes under control and the economy begins to bounce back and the supply chain problems begin to ebb. You know, and democracy is more clearly in retreat he can he can make some powerful statements that put, well, if the put, Republicans
1: take over both or even one house, they're getting them both then basic <laughs> and I agree with you i think they as of right, as of this moment, it looks like a democratic massacre in twenty twenty two then it's not hard to see that Congress does nothing and, and that the twenty twenty four election begins immediately, Steve.
4: I still think, uh, which we talked about in the previous program, Mike, that his lack of charisma hurts. The fact that Vice President Harris, I don't know if people like her or not, we don't really see her much out there, so there really isn't anyone out there selling what he's got. But as far as the, the low point, it, it, if he can use the Republicans taking over Congress, which we I think we all expect to happen, to his advantage, that's going to be a real plus. I, I'm still waiting to see, I guess I'm, I'm naive, I'm still waiting to see if he and Senator McConnell actually ever work on anything together, or Senator right, McConnell right. just like, puts his hands up and says, okay, take the losses, whatever. I- I'm just really curious to see if he can ever build on those relationships he had for 40 years.
1: I mean, the, the, the one place where McConnell did play was on the debt ceiling, which I, I, is about, I think, as easy uh, a... Uh, Thing to come in on in that letting the debt ceiling expire is suicidal for the economy. Cost us many, many billions, and does nobody any good. Exactly. It, yeah. it, it, it's a frankly, it's a foolish thing that we should even have that. It's talking about paying bills on money that we've already spent. That should be as non-political as. And, and as nobody it gets. understands
3: what it really is. Yes. Anyway.
1: Well, yes, they they take it as the argument that's made to folks who don't know is this is about spending. No, this is about this is you already spent the money. Uh you got the credit card bill. Are you going to pay it or not? And if you don't pay it, there's 27 percent interest. You know, you pay that bill first. (laughs) And that, you know, a lot of the individual analogies about economy is wrong. I think that's a good one.
4: Well, I think as long as we have food on the shelves and toilet paper, we won't look like Russia. So that's right.
2: Right. The the supply chain issue, I think, will begin to resolve itself.
1: Has to, because it was was a response to the COVID and the extraordinary situation. I think some of our uh, larger businesses are going to rethink just the whole idea of just-in-time inventory, which Mm -hmm. was a great cost cutter. But if your supply lines are not secure, it's disastrous. We will return with our... Our group of experts talking uh, final segment on 2022 national predictions. When we return in just a moment in the Think Tank,
0: the Think Tank, KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We're back with NPR's Steve
1: Goldstein and political consultants, Rick DeGraw and Chuck Coughlin. I'm going to start with uh, you, Chuck, uh, as a Republican leaner, at least former Republican. Sure. Who's the rising star nationally
2: in the Republican Party? I'm going to make Rick upset here, but I'm going to say our governor, Doug Ducey. Uh, he's going to come off a giant uh, um, econ- economic boost. He's got a great story to tell. He's got relationships with every Republican governor in the country. He's got an outstanding relationship with a former vice president. Um, he will be able to tell a fantastic story about Arizona's economy and the growth, his work on water and water conservation. Um, he's got a great story to tell. And so after we get through this, there will be an opportunity for him to talk about his conservative credentials and record that he's run on in, in this post-Trumpian era. OK. That's the
1: surprise of the day for the predictions I've heard. Rick?
3: Well, first of all, I think that's a campaign manager talking. No, uh, I'm not on the Christmas list. Uh, Man, I, I was thrown off a long time ago, my friend. Right, right now, I don't believe there is a rising star nationally in the Republican pre-empted party. Preempted by Trump. Preempted by Trump. And until Trump approves a person, he, they won't be a rising mm. star for the next few years. Who has the greatest potential? A DeSantis? DeSantis, I, I, I think, frighteningly enough, is probably the strongest of all mm-hmm. of them uh, at this point.
1: You think John Kasich gets done?
3: Yeah. 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 I, I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeSantis has a very good story to tell. Uh, he tells it well, and he's not afraid to tackle people on the other side. Isn't it
1: funny? Literally tackled them, right? Literally. Isn't this right. funny that this he's a rising star now because he won his election by what is it one or two points? Isn't it, it, it really interesting? Just observation no. about Win, the winning, luck factor. Winning
3: and losing is winning and losing. Mm-hmm. It's not by what you won by. Mm-hmm. If you won, you won. Screw the loser. Yep. People can't <laughs> even remember who was
1: there. Yep. Yeah, I, I just think that's it's a odd. little if Trumpian a, on the back. That it's sort of almost matter. arbitrary if you, between 49 and 51. Right. But we play it as if it's everything. Ch- uh,
4: uh, Steve? Well, I'm going with DeSantis to be boring on that. But also there's someone that, you know, I think I probably watch the Sunday morning talk shows way too much, Mike. But someone that I'm impressed by uh, who's a moderate Republican is Larry Hogan of Maryland. Hmm. I don't know that he has enough wind uh, underneath his wings to actually do anything. But he just came across as a very sensible guy. He countered Trump a lot during the course of, yep. of COVID. I'd be interested. I mean, he's and not some young, attractive words, guy.
1: These two words don't go together, moderate <laughs> and Republican. I'll throw
4: in a weird honorable mention, yeah.
2: Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota.
1: Um, very not attractive. A, not a moderate Republican. No, no.
2: But uh. hearts and minds, baby. She's, mm-hmm. uh, and sh- you know, she's got an interesting
1: path, and she's traveling the country. She's out mm-hmm. there. Okay, going to go to you with Rick on the Democratic side. Democratic rising star.
3: Well, I, I, I believe there are two people I'd, I'd talk about. One is cinema. I think Senator cinema actually is a rising star. But I also believe that Kamala Harris is going to spend the next two years rebuilding the image that she projects, the relationship with, with uh, the president, and the relationship with the rest of the party.
1: That would require a change because she's been pretty hidden away. Yes, she has. Yeah, Rick's going to be upset with me again later. Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I,
2: I think I agree with cinema. I think that's a rising star. I'll throw Gretchen Whitmer out there, the governor of Michigan, mm-hmm. capable of winning those Midwestern states and, mm-hmm. and having a good record to talk about. So I'll throw that out there.
4: Steve. Mike, I'm going to go with, with cinema and tying for cinema. Someone who has who actually lost her last election is Stacey Abrams, yes. who's running again in Georgia. And if she can help uh, Raphael Warnock get get through to, I mean, I'm going to say reelected. He wasn't reelected, but if he can actually mm-hmm. get the term, I could see her really being a power broker down there.
1: Yeah, uh, the thing is, she's got. There have been. Uh, Voter suppression laws in Georgia that have been on steroids compared. To, so she has to do better than she did yeah. last time and overcome that as well. So I, though sometimes I, yeah. that can be a motivation. Well, I, and you I see think, people I think she's getting one of the few messengers up. who
4: can actually yeah. do it because she's experienced
1: it. So. When, they, when they try to make it harder to vote, you see sometimes people get their backs up and say, well, you know, this this makes me angry. For sure. And So th- that can backfire. It may. We'll
4: and, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen, but I think she's someone who can really push she's it.
1: Clearly, I yeah. uh, had a plan. You know, they pushed her to run for one of those two Senate seats. She said no. Um, well, I think it's interesting too to see
4: if, uh, and this probably happens to Republicans too, uh, Rick. But it's I feel like with some of the National Democrats, um, Stacey Abrams. Who is the uh, Senate candidate who lost to Lindsey Graham, who then became the Democratic Party chair? I felt like you're kind of rewarding people who weren't – Jamie Harrison, maybe. Yeah, think, yeah right. Who, who wasn't able to – and I guess that's what happens. But I feel like that's – Democrats in this stage need to get the younger ones actually winning as opposed to losing closely.
1: Yeah, so, and I'm sure Stacey Abrams had cabinet possibilities and all that. But she so. she had a plan. Her plan is to become president. Uh, and uh, yeah. nothing was going to dissuade her. For, and, 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 you know uh, – History is being a governor is a better, uh, better uh, vehicle to that.
4: I'm also curious about Val Demings uh, taking on Marco Rubio. She's mm-hmm. raising a lot of money, but it's right. going to be a bad year for. It's going to
1: be, that's exactly yeah. correct. Bad year, bad state. Demo- I mean, yeah. Florida is the perennial Democratic disappointment. Mm. You know, they kind of like Arizona for the longest it's, time. It's just going to exactly happen. Right. It's just going to happen, and it never did. So, okay, political dead meat. I'll go to you, it's national Steve.
4: Well, uh, Adam Kinzinger is my easy choice. Um, oh. He got he got uh, gerrymandered That's out of I his think seat. Already and then, happened, <laughs> absolutely. So yes, he, he will not be running again. Yeah.
3: I agree. It, it, he he's the he's the sad loss, but it's predictable. It,
1: well, it, it was sad in that here's a guy who stood up, and he kind of didn't. He kind of deserved, uh, you know, give him a winnable seat. But but uh, you know, long term part, of it, both sides play this. Uh, though it's interesting if you look at, it, I think that. The redistricting is very much in the favor of the Democrats, one of the I'm sorry, the Republicans, that one of the few places that's doing it uh, with some equitable uh, fashion is California, which is where the Democrats could cheat big time with lots of seats. And there's an independent commission there. That seems to be creating a lot of which are, what they should have everywhere, which is a lot of competitive seats because it's actually independent. It is truly independent. Yeah, it's too bad too that ours. I, I think the crazy thing was with five people you. And we've always ended up with a czar of redistricting, and it's, it's totally up to one person. Why? Why they didn't go originally with nine, mm-hmm. which and then you could say only three Democrats, only three Republicans. The, the, that would be approximating the political distribution of the state and would keep one person from being a czar of everything. Mm-hmm. Political dead meat to you, Chuck Coughlin.
2: Pull her off the grill. Kamala Harris is done. I mm-hmm. said I just I don't see how that comes back um, you know, after this. And he's, she's going to struggle with Biden's agenda in the next two years here. And it's not going to end well. It, it's going to be it's, – it's done. Pull her off the grill.
1: Rick, you had a different view
2: yeah, of that. Yeah, he had a different I view. I
3: have a very different view of it. And I, I, I think you're going to see – a change, because I think Republicans... Well, she say, doesn't
1: get resurrected without a change, because right. this I, has I, not been a good year
3: for her. I think you're going to see Republicans take over at least one of the houses in Congress, mm-hmm. which totally changes how everybody looks at everything, mm-hmm. how it gets reported, what what uh, Democrats can claim for uh, uh, credit for, and what they can blame the Republicans for.
1: Right now, anybody who's ticked off about the way things are going can blame the Democrats. Yes. Uh, and, and if the Republicans take over one and... I'm I'm with Chuck. I'm guessing both houses, um, you know, barring something catastrophic changing. Yep. It's also very, very historical. I mean, the, the president party usually loses. We have redistricting. We have a kind of uh, blasé in the country and uh, – you know, this is a trifecta. Okay, my favorite pilfered question from Horizon. Long shot and sure thing. Go to you first, Steve Goldstein.
4: My sure thing is that uh, Chris Christie is not going to be president of the United States, um, <laughs> even though he's written a book and wants Man, to be out there. That's a bunt. All, <laughs> that's a time, bunt. That's not <laughs> a swing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my sure thing was that the, the Republicans are going to win the House and the Senate, but yeah. since we all sort of may recognize the field but the rest of us sort of- Not you know, a stretch. Like, yeah, so my, my long shot, which is ridiculous, saying the state it's going to be, Texas, uh, Beto O'Rourke is going to be the next governor of Texas.
1: Hmm. Now that would be uh, – that's, that's, a, that's a good – That's a good – That's Casey that's a good swinging the lo- bat.
3: Yeah, that's a good – Hey, fair, give him credit for a good long shot. Um. Uh, my sure thing is that Donald Trump is going to control the Republican Party for at least the next three years, uh, and that he's going to get stronger, not weaker, and not put in the background –
1: do you think he's not going to be the nominee, though?
3: I don't think he's going to be the nominee. He doesn't want to. He can make more money not to be the nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the long shot is that we are going to overhaul our social network system uh, and actually care about families in the future.
2: Uh long, uh long shot, some immigration reform will pass. Um, hmm. Because there'll be something they'll need to do, and that's an issue. I think there there could be We've needed to do that for a long time. Um, the the sure thing, I think I agree with Steve. Republicans uh, gain, gain substantial control of both chambers. Yeah,
1: could be more than a not, yeah, not a not a hair trip in, in Arizona
2: country. and in, in national.
1: Okay, well, thanks guys. Uh, there you have it. Now you know you know you can tune out for the next year, and you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. My thanks to Rick Degraw, Chuck Coughlin, and Steve Goldstein. If you want to reach me. The website is mikeoneal.org, and from there you can get uh, various uh, ways of reaching me, including email and social media. See you next week in the think tank.